worst part about my trip was not that, and then I'll, I'll wrap it up here. The worst part about my trip was um, not that I almost got a tattoo, um, which actually isn't even that bad. Uh, it was that I was on the plane on the way back last night, and um, I was I was very tired, and I could feel myself getting sick, and like I just go to like like my sinuses are just acting up, and I go to the bathroom, and I'm like I take an AirPod out for some reason. I don't know. I oh, think like I, I, was, I was trying to like. Oh no! Was, oh no! And I drop it. Oh no! No man! And I just like it, thank goodness the plane was loud because I yelled like a, a string of expletives because I was really really upset. Where did you drop it? Mm-hmm. Where did you drop it? Like in 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 the toilet, like between. Oh my legs. lord! Yeah. Oh yeah. brutal! Um, oh my oh, god! The only saving grace was that I needed to take a dump and I hadn't yet. Oh my! Imagine you. I imagine you took to no, the I, I, I would have chucked it. I would have chucked it. I'm like, mom, dad, look. Um, I know we agreed that you know you you asked me about a Christmas present. I said, oh, you know, maybe I'd like this. Um, yeah, scrap it. I hope you haven't bought any exciting new AirPods. You would have thrown it out, really. If it went in poo. If it's in poo. Yeah. Yeah. Like yes. like an airplane really? poo. Yes. Oh, you know what? In public. My goodness. I would consider it. Actually, yeah. I would not. Like, it's not even my a consideration. Own I'd be like. Mm, I don't no. really care because it, it, it was in P. Yeah, because I did P, so okay. I did that. And but 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 they're waterproof. Cause I, I have the the second gens because those are waterproof. Um, yeah, yeah, which I think honestly might have saved me. And so they, they hand out those like those wipes at the front of the plane nowadays, right? Those sanitizer yeah, yeah, yeah. wipes, right? So I just kind of like ran it under some water real quick, and they just kind of like I, I like took it apart. I like sanitized the living head, which honestly it was probably due for that anyway. Yeah, it's starting right. some bits are starting to get a little crusty, uh, but. Yeah, so, um, and now I don't think about it. Um, but it could no, yeah. have been a lot worse. Could hey, yo, far worse. P, P is sterile. P is, yeah, P, yeah. Uh, not the not the toilet. No, that it, not, it was not the, sitting not in the toilet on the uh, United Airlines Airbus A three hundred and fifty. Yeah, whatever. yeah. Um, woof. Um, it would it would take quite a bit for me to replace a pair of Airbus. They're expensive. They're ridiculously expensive. Yeah, they are way too expensive. Like, oh my gosh. Even even shit water, I'd be like, all right, I'm not gonna, I, I'm not gonna. <laughs> <drop."> <laughs> like, Let's at least take a look at the checking account. Like. I will take, I will take the L. Like, I will risk the ear infection. There's no. It's fine. I'm not worried. Like, oh my god! You cannot dude, make me spend the extra. What is it now? Two hundred dollars for a fucking pair of AirPods. I think the newest ridiculous. one's like three hundred or something. It's insane. I think. Mm-hmm. But I'm, even I'm, still, bro, if no, I'm taking old. the risk. Like, I have an ear infection. Two hundred dollars. Two hundred bucks, but for something I already have and works fine. Yeah, but the guy, he's got poo poo water. I'm well aware of the circumstances. He's got fecal matter in there. I'm well aware. What if this was the podcast? Yeah, what are we? (laughs) We ever do this like ten minutes? Welcome to shit talk. You're listening to Shit Talk on uh, NPR. <laughs> on 92.7. <laughs> yes, this is where your tax dollars are going. <laughs> oh my god, man. Oh my god, dude. All right. Oh, <laughs> let's, let's talk eSports, bro. <laughs> yeah. What's up, everyone? Critical Strike Podcast is back for the big 4-0. And what an offseason it has been after a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, a part of me was thinking, oh, you know, it'd be nice to, you know, do some episodes on a weekly basis because that's what, like, normal podcasts do. But then I chalk it up to, oh, 
it's been a crazy offseason. Haha, <laughs> that's how I can get away with procrastinating. But no. <laughs> but no. It, week by week, the offseason got more and more insane. We have a ton to get through. Um, so here's to minimal time BSing. Uh, probably not going to happen. But uh, Michael Kelly and Tyler Scarra here with us. Boys, how are we doing? How, how has the last month been? Hey, you know, it's been busy. Well, this last month, like December, has been... It's kind of like coming down now, but like the past, like what November was a roller coaster from oh, yeah. literally start to finish. The so. week in between free agency and Thanksgiving was tough. That was like a busy ass week. I mean, the the whole of November was tough because we went right from Worlds into free agency, which I find really funny. Like usually in between pro sports, there's a solid couple of weeks where like. The championship game ends and then players like start to sign contracts. But in League of Legends, it is literally like five to ten days later. Yeah. Like teams start to shuffle. Yeah. Which. Like officially, because before yeah. then teams are still lowercase s shuffling. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas like, knocked out in quarters by finals, it's like, oh yeah, they're going here probably. Yeah, which I find really weird. I mean, you have to wonder if there's like stuff going on behind the scenes. Obviously, there must be. But like what? hashtag uh hashtag uh the big P <laughs> the big P yeah, word. To what extent are players actually being poached? And do you guys tampered? Do you think we should have more time in between the end of worlds and the start of free agency? Mm, I think it's hard though. Depend like like the way that like the season's kind of set up. It's just there's not enough time. I guess I don't know unless yeah. they you know take a whole break for November for like November. Just nothing happens, mm-hmm. and then because, yeah. like you said, like November, not only was it free agency period, but we also had like arcane, and we also had all these different things that we had to handle on mm-hmm. top of all of that. So, like November was just a whirlwind. I, I just don't remember some of the days. Like they all just blend together with how much stuff was ha- going on. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, I think like moving the start of free agency to like create more of a break would only be like like a um an empty gesture what is it like a kind of giving giving lip paying lip service to that idea because teams are still gonna do stuff right and like yep. you know, and, and you can't like even like you know legally quote unquote like the thing that a bunch of players do is like you know they release that twitter thing is like hey still under contract with tsm but they've allowed mm. me to talk to other players right which you can't do right so like you know if you release someone from their contract you know if you allow them to talk to other teams and you have a verbal agreement with them like that's fine. So it's like, I think it yeah. would just add kind of, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And then it's like with, with the splits ending in September, like there is already a month and change for the vast majority of teams at the mm-hmm. top level that to don't start worlds. Yeah. Like you're yeah. just sitting on your hands. You're right. You're right. Right. Um, so that's my take. But uh, speaking of, uh, we're going to talk, uh, I, mean, I mean, gosh, there's just so freaking much, but let's just dive right into it. LCS um, team liquid. The new super team. Um, this doesn't feel like a team that abided, abode, I don't know, by the import rule. Uh, just like <laughs> at first glance. It really doesn't, uh-huh, but I, gu- uh-huh. I guess they did, right? Technically. Uh, and again, for uh, to to recap, that roster is Whippo, Santorin, Bjergsen, Hansama, Core JJ. Um, Disgusting. And then head coach, Gilioto, who for me, that's like, that's a swipe, mm-hmm. Be- especially mm-hmm. because one, I, I like Yoyoto, um, just like 
personally. Uh, I think he took that Immortals roster and made it like a lot better than some of its parts. Uh, everyone speaks extremely highly of him. Uh, but also, you look back at the year that Team Liquid had and the highs that they reached, and you think, man, if there wasn't just so much instability behind the scenes, what could they have reached just that little bit extra? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I think he's got a, he's got a bit of a job in front of him because there are going to be uh, these these are a lot of players who at one point were, you know, at any given point were the best in their roles in their respective leagues. This is a star-studded lineup. There is no excuse not to make worlds. They, I'd be rattled if they didn't make worlds. But I think it's going to come down to management, man management, excuse me, for Guyoto, if nothing else. And I think TL needs that. Yeah, I, I think that. Across the board, you can already like they're the easy choice for LCS champion. They're the easy choice for our best chance at Worlds at MSI. The biggest thing for me with Team Team Liquid going into next year is that we've seen super teams fail before, and so the biggest aspect that Giotto is going to have to work on is how he's going to handle so many cooks in the kitchen. Because, like you said, there are so many big names on this lineup that were not only some of the best in their role, but they were also like the big dog on their own roster. Whippo was the leader of Fnatic when Reckless left. Uh, Bjergsen, obviously, was the face of the franchise with TSM. Hans was arguably one of the best, if not the best, ADC in Europe. Um, And, of course, CoreJJ is one of the best, if not the best player in the LCS and, and a great leader for not just his team, but the region uh, with what he's been doing off behind the scenes and, you know, with like the LCS sprint, like those little um, in-houses and things like that. And so that's the only real like threat, in my opinion, for Team Liquid is how they're able to manage themselves and choose the roles that they want. Yeah, TL has picked up the All-Star team, like pretty much. These guys, like you said, are like the best in their roles at one point across multiple regions. And I think really, if you look at Team Liquid as a whole, they have a genuine chance at making history for the LCS on paper. Like, mm-hmm. this team, if everything goes right, on paper could be like a top four team at Worlds if like mm-hmm. they get the ball rolling and things. Of course, things, you know, never go right in League of Legends. There's always some kind of, you know, like, yeah, I forget the phrase that I'm looking for, but you can you can absolutely find holes to poke in in the yeah. armor. Like I think yeah. TL is ridiculously good on paper, but paper only takes you so far. I'm very excited to see this team play, and I think, like you said, Tyler, they are the shoe in, like the easy favorite to pencil in number one right now, just because of who's on the team. Yeah, yeah. I, I, th- th- this is going to be really, uh, really interesting. And I guess Core JJ did get his green card. No, yeah, because that's because yeah. that's the only way. This yeah, works, yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what we're running by. I, that's what I assume. Because yeah, yeah. if he's starting, then yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. I guess officially, be, uh... a that that makes him an NAA resident, right? Yes. Hey, finally did it. So, uh, welcome. Yeah, uh, Mr. Core JJ. True. But yeah. No, I, 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 I get Core JJ had his best years, like literally speaking, because he won worlds with Korea. But this guy is more North American than he is, like. But yep. but compared to most yep. players, I agree. Yeah. Never forget, mm-hmm. he played for Dignitas before he won Worlds, right? Mm-hmm. In a different role. People yep. forget that. Yeah, he was an ADC. Mm-hmm. Right? People want to just ignore that. Like they want to ignore like the fact that Jordan played for the Wizards. It's like no, mm-hmm. like no, that happened. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's not all that important, but it did happen. Um. So I mean, is there? I mean, I'm picking them to. 
to win it all. You know, I, I think even again with all with all due respect to like in, in the LCS, in the LCS, not yeah, No, I, I wasn't yeah. laughing. I was laughing at something I thought of in my head. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have like. It was <laughs> bad, it was is... bad timing for me. I was thinking about Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> you know Gamsu, the uh, top laner for um, yes. Thieves? bro, yeah. Yeah, him playing Overwatch is like Jordan playing for the White Sox. True, <laughs> true. Him <laughs> playing Overwatch yeah. like Jordan. But, um, <laughs> sorry, go, go ahead, go ahead, sorry. No, I mean... I, you're, you're picking him to win the LCS? I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, I, like, I got like a right name. now, having seen none of them play, like, I, I... Yeah. I just I just don't know how you don't look at the, On paper. those five names. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... Yeah, like, I'm a, like, I'm, I'm going to throw a, a, a name into the into the into the bowl here though. Hmm. Eg, great transition, Tyler. Eg, uh, yeah, no, no, this roster looks really, really nasty. My um, God, I look. I, I'm just excited that freaking you've got. Yeah, I mean, oh my gosh, okay, we got to recap. Impact inspired JoJo Pia Danny Vulcan. Hello, yo, insane. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I, I I'm just happy that like I, I was surprised a little bit because the I mean last time we recorded a podcast which feels like two years ago, <laughs> I was talking about oh like JoJo Pion should just like or um EG you know maybe they bring up JoJo Pion or like CLG maybe they decide to go all in on youth and right I remember you said this. yeah but even that I thought was like a bit of wishful thinking because I thought there was no way that he would get a starting spot like I just. Yet. Not not because yeah. he doesn't deserve it, but like that's a risk. Um, yes, you, it you is. Know, it is going to take Jojo Pian some time, probably, or maybe not, or maybe he just comes out and just puts everyone in the dumpster immediately. But he, everyone is talking. The, the hype on this kid is unbelievable. Ha, ha, do you think there has been a more hyped NA prospect rookie? I mean, NA prospect or NA prospect? Mm-hmm. Not in a couple. L- of like years. like before even like like Zion level, right? Like before he even steps foot on the on the court, like he's got yeah. shoe deals. He's got like always. You be, meant you know, Zion Spartan. I was like, Zion. what? <laughs> no, no, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> Zion <laughs> Williamson, I get you. Yeah, once you start, I, I went mean, back to basketball for a second. No, no, no. Once you were talking about shoes and courts, I was like, all right, yeah, Williamson. But I thought you meant <laughs> young legend. When did so. Zion Spartan <laughs> play basketball? Huh? <laughs> hey, put some respect on that man's name. He could. He could. Um, but I think that right now. Because the thing is, we all know that North America has never really, truly kind of put their stock into upcoming prospects until rec- until very recently. Mm-hmm. And so I think it makes sense that now we're seeing really hyped rookies, even though they're like scarce, even though there's not a lot of them, you can count them on like one or two hands. The fact that there finally are rookies in North America that are garnering hype is just a great sign. Right, you have like Jojo Pion and Danny came from amateur, and now you have Tenacity starting in 100 Thieves. We'll talk about that later, and even Ken V. Like you've got a lot, <laughs> by our standards, a lot of upcoming mm-hmm. talent that should have a spot in the LCS very soon. And I think that Jojo Pion, he's got uh, so much potential. And I remember talking about this with Mike the other day. I was saying that rookies in na are kind of built i don't i don't know how to explain it fully like they're built differently in a way that you can't really do like what for example griffin did where you get five rookies and then they immediately succeed they have to be put in a winning position in order to really really find success and that's something that i thought like what i was thinking about is like most of the rookies that have really exploded 
and become like mainstays in the region, like for example, Spica or Tactical or uh, even Fudge to a degree, right? Mm. They were put on winning teams. Cloud9, TSM, even EG with Danny, right? EG was a decent team. Yeah. And mm. they put Danny on that roster. And because he was playing with very good players, with people that he can learn from and, and, and absorb, like he was playing with Ignar, that's a really, he's a really good support to learn from. Um, and so when I look at someone like Jojo Pion, who's going to be playing with not only Impact, but the LEC MVP in Inspired mm -hmm. and one of the best resident North American players in Vulcan, like the cards are all on the table and they're looking real good for these guys. Yeah. So I have high hopes for EG. Not to mention the fact that they have some of the best coaching staff in the LCS with Peter Dunn at the helm. Like that guy's a, mm -hmm. a genius. So... Yeah, no. High hopes for EG. I think they're going to win the LCS. I got a bold. I got a bold claim. I think bold, bolder than that. Yes. Okay. Let me hear it. If a North American team is to ever win the League of Legends World Championship, it's going to be with this core of players. Wow. I think what what, what define this core? Jojo Pune and Danny, and potentially inspired. I think. Wow. This is the most. They're very young. I'm, we, I'm, we forget yeah. how young Inspire These is. guys are like... Yeah, they're still 17. really young. But they're, Wait, Jojo Pin and Danny are both 17. Yeah. Yeah, Inspire's 19. I think it will take wow. two to three, if not four years. But if EG can hang on to two, if not three of those guys, they got a real chance to watch these guys develop into Western superstars. I don't think a player has been hyped as much as Jojo Pin has to answer your question, Hank. Maybe like... The, the furthest I can think back is Biofrost. Like, you know. Maybe Stixay. A little bit. Stixay? Yeah. 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 Like, when, he, when he came up, like, to replace Doublelift on CLG. Mm -hmm. Maybe right. some of those guys on, uh, like, Blabber. Yeah. When that, yeah. they did the whole, the Cloud9 did the whole shift. But I think that right now everyone's like, yo, Jojo Pian's the next up. Mm -hmm. There hasn't been a mid laner to come to North America who has been as hyped as Jojo Pian has in... Seven or yeah, eight years, yeah, definitely not mid, definitely not mid laner. That's a, that's a good point. At that position, yep. that is something we've been really, really lacking. The last one I can think of at the mid lane position is Incarnation. Yo. Not even Jensen. Back when Cloud Incarnation. Yeah, back when Cloud Nine got Incarnation after he was like permanently banned. Yeah, like yeah, when when Jensen Shout was out. in his infancy, that yeah. was the last time a mid laner has been this hyped in NA. Mm -hmm. It's been a minute, and I think this, yeah. I think this kid's the real deal. After watching him to the extent that we have in Academy, I get it's a whole different beast in the LCS, but mm. I think Evil Geniuses has what it takes to build a ridiculously like reliable core. Like, like yeah. you said, like they have the best young prospect, the reigning rookie of the year, and the reigning MVP of the LEC, all on the same team. What are we talking and about? And shout out to Impact too. <laughs> like, and, and shout out to Impact too. One of the most reliable and like consistent top laners in the LCS. One of the best top laners in the in, yeah. in history. A literal like, world champion. Yep. Yeah. Has played with Faker. He, he has like, been around the block and back multiple times. This team is ridiculous. I think don't sleep. Right, however, they do win. They sh they could win LCS. I won't say oh, they, they will. I don't say they will win it right now. Team Liquid's pretty good. Maybe not. Just because of how good other teams are. I mean, hundred hundred teams is pretty good. Just gonna, won and kept the whole team together. They could yeah. easily run it back. That, that has never happened. Not like since, the last, not since not Cloud9. Not since, no. Yeah. Or, or like G2. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
right? 2019 mm-hmm. to 2020, they just said, no, let's, let's run it back. Like, we're, we're fine. We were a best of three away from, <clears throat> you know, from bringing it home. Yeah, I mean, I, to be clear, I hope, honestly, like, if I just, if, as far as a fan, I hope Evil Geniuses wins the whole thing. Yeah. I hope they win the whole thing. I would love beautiful. to see. I'd be very. I'd love to see Impact get back there. I enjoy him so much. I would love to see a domestic, like, Bro. you know, Jojo Pudanian Vulcan. Like, I think this could be, like, you know, like, again, Inspired's so young, but he is a vet. Mm-hmm. Like, he's been doing this a while. Um, and for the record, I said, Inspired is 19. He'll turn 20 in January. So this year he will be 20. But, irregardlessly, having these two, like, this feels almost like a, a best-case scenario. I think we, we've kind of had this discussion before is, okay, when you're building a bot lane, you know, rookie ADC veteran support, right? You just, you just say, look, yep. just be in the right place at the right time. Just focus on right-clicking, right? Let your hands do the talking. We will take care of the rest. We will keep you safe, right? And you they'll Mid-lane learn. Yeah. could be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jojo Pin, I think, you know, from, from what I've seen of him and what people have said about him is that, look, this dude is going to have some Jazuke moments, Right. From one EG mid laner to the next. He's going to have some moments where he bites off way more than he could chew. But you would much, much, much rather have that. And that is a truism in any competition, any competitive sport is you want guys to, you know, like in basketball, I'm, I'm a Pistons fan. I've watched, I watched my team lose their 12th straight game the other day. And I'm still so sorry. Okay with, yeah, it's, that's, yeah. Dude, what is in the water in Detroit? <laughs> how, how long do you have? <laughs> <laughs> hey, like, yo. Dude. Like, how is every team just across like multiple sports? Hmm? Yeah, is that another? Is that for another podcast? My bad is. No, I, look, <laughs> I know I, that I'm roughing it. I know every team's bad, and I, all I'm all I'm banking on is that look, everyone's on the same timeline. So in 2025, we're gonna have four really good teams. Okay. Um, but so <laughs> then, but uh, the Jared Goffs have only won one game. Um, mm-hmm. that that one's the one I'm most. Anyway, you want guys to keep like you know. Even if shots aren't falling, you want your rookies to keep hunting shots. Mm-hmm. And if they're getting good looks and they are confident in themselves, right, the shots will fall, right? It's but if, Are your instincts good? And is the support system around you good? The Pistons are yeah. bad because like, Jeremy Grant's out. It's, it's five rookies, right? Like you said, Tyler. Griffin is the exception rather than the rule, right? And they have such a great support system around them, right? Like top lane, impact can play whatever, right? We saw carry impact be unlocked last year, which was such a cool thing. Yeah. Right, I'll just stick them on Orn and Shen. Uh, Vulcan is top of the line, inspired, and MVP. And those are your shot-calling positions. Those are your macro positions. Yep. And you just say, look, Danny and Jojo Pian, what, like, what? they're not going to get, like, just shellacked in any games. No, I think that they can, because I don't think the problem, really, for rookies anymore is is the mechanical differences. There's no mechanical differences. They're just as good. It's more so just their, their decision-making and macro skills. And like you said, a perfect, it was perfect. It's just, it's easier to teach someone to hold back their aggression than teaching them how to be aggressive. Um, and I think that both these players don't have a problem in terms of aggression. We saw that Danny is willing to take the big moments and make it his own in a big way. And so, yeah, don't, don't put this going on, on AP casters ever again. I'm on ADCs. You know this, I'm just, you know I'm just saying... But yeah. um, no, this, but, but yeah. like to, to your point, that that moment. I mean, obviously, that was like the coolest moment of the season, in my opinion, domestically. Was Danny, Danny, Danny? Oh, yeah. Yeah, go back yeah. and listen to the comms of that. Right, mm-hmm. everyone was telling him like, and not not everyone, but there there were a couple things that like, well, I, I don't know if it was like contracts, or what I don't recognize guys' voices, but they would kind of tell Danny like, you know, 
oh, like, maybe back off, or, like, you know, maybe, like, don't do it, but he was like, no, 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 like, like, look, th- this fight is up the creek. We're gonna lose anyway. I think I have a shot here. Yeah. And the way he, like, you know, even, like, little things, like, you know, life-stealing off the minions, getting certain reset. I don't know Tristana's kid that well to know what exactly, Shooting the barrel. Did, right? Yeah, hitting the barrels. Exactly, right? It was a perfect fight. And you you ask, you, you give all four of the other members of that EG squad truth serum, and even Peter Dunn truth serum, they say, oh, like, would you have, did, did you think he could do that? And would you have told him to do that? They say, no, not a, never a chance. Guy's been playing half a split at the top level. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No chance. This EG team reminds me a lot of 2014 TSM. Like, almost like to the T. Mm. You have an 80 carry who came up the summer split prior and really turned heads. Okay. You have an up and coming mid laner who not a whole lot of people know much about. Right. And then you have a jungler you've just imported from uh, overseas, right, from Europe. And it's very, very parallel mm. to Santorin, Bjergsen, Wild Turtle, when they were all young players. Like, it's almost to the T. Sounds pretty good for our future, is, is what I'm hearing. That team wasn't yeah. half bad. Like, it's, it's almost, yeah. like, scary how close the parallels are. <laughs> no, that was the uh, yeah. last... What last NA team to make it out of groups not named Cloud9? Was it? Yes. Oh my god. No. I, think. We, we, I yes. We might need to fact check that, but sounds about correct. I'm relatively confident. I think you're almost 100 percent correct. I think 2014 was also the last time that we got two teams out of groups because it was Cloud9 uh, when when Alliance got kaboomed. Cloud9 went through. Mm, mm-hmm. And then I think TSM went through on the other side of it. Oh, they both got smacked. I, I think they both got smacked by um, Samsung White and Samsung Blue. Yeah. Yeah, on back when you can side, have two teams. Yeah, yeah, Cloud9 yeah, Cloud yeah, yeah. lost to Blue. TSM lost to White. But, anywho, yeah. No, I, I, look, EG absolutely has the tools to win it. I think they... Uh, I, I, this, this is really exciting because the more I'm looking at like even our rundown and looking at the rest of the teams, like there are... Look, there will be a team with the worst record. And there could be a bad team or two, but th- th- this feels like this feels like it could be shaken shaken up to shaping up to be like last year, where we're sitting here at the end of the year, like, man, you've got EG Cloud9 TSMTL Hundred Thieves. Two of these teams aren't going to Worlds, mm-hmm. and that's an insane thing. And yeah. I think we're we're shaping up for another year like that, and that's extremely exciting. Yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not ready to book. CLG, FlyQuest, Golden Guardians as the bottom three. <laughs> like, I'm not ready to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, This yeah. isn't like years past where I'm like, yeah, this is obvious. I think there could be some serious shakeups like we see in other leagues around the world. For mm-hmm. once, like, count the other three major regions you cannot pinpoint because there are so many teams that are competitive with one another. And There's I think a lot of the, shifting. the LCS yeah. has finally reached that point where, like, yeah. it's not anyone's game. Obviously, it's top-heavy, but, like... Places in the standing four through six, it, it could literally be anything. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, moving over to uh, two Hundy Thieves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they kept the band together. Um, tenacity coming up. They could six man it. Um, I'd be I'd be a little bummed for someday, just because I, I really like him. But he has been there a while, right? Longest tenure member of that organization. He's been there since since the glory days. Um, well, was 2018 the glory days? I don't know. You tell me. But still a championship caliber team, obviously. Yep. Reapered at the helm now. Um, I mean, I feel like this this does have, and maybe this is just me, maybe this is speculating, but 
does anyone else feel like this has we're phasing someday out written all over it? Um, I, I don't think it's phasing someday out. I think that this is going to, like you said, he, he's a veteran of the league. He's been on this team for a long while. I think that this is an attempt to try to push him to improve himself more because sure. now he has to compete against Tenacity, who is a rising star in North America. And I think that not only is that going to there's, there's there's different ways that this could happen. It's either you know someday just continue like just kind of moves out of the way, which I doubt. Um, the the best case scenario is that you get two top laners who are super hungry because someday is hungry again, and then Tenacity is hungry because he's coming into the league as a new player, and then you just get two players who are not only learning from each other but also com- like like a friendly competition type of thing where they're both trying their best to earn the spot. And I think that that could just be, there's a good chance it'll be really, really good for 100 Thieves. We'll see. I mean, like you said, the rest of the roster, we know what you're getting from these guys. They are a really, really strong lineup. They won the championship. And now it all just comes down to, will Tenacity be able to kind of adjust to the LCS style of play? And if his abilities can keep up with some of these new names in the league, like Summit and, you know, other like like Whippo and even you know the mainstays of the league like Huni, Impact, Licorice, and all those other guys. It'll be a good test for sure. I mean, I don't think someday is being shown the door necessarily. He might like maybe internally there's been discussions of him like moving on. Who knows who's to say? Um, because he is like the longest tenured player, not only on the team but like he is like one of the most experienced veterans in the league. Like, he's been playing League of Legends for a decade. I wouldn't be stunned if he wants to hang it up eventually. Um, and 100 Thieves has the infrastructure to, you know, bring in the next generation of players, starting with tenacity. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Tyler said, I think it's more of a competition between two players to see who gets the starting role. And not only that, but it's more about flexibility, too, because these guys might have two different play styles. They might have two different champion pools. They might work well with certain players or certain metas. Who knows who's to say? I mean, if once they start to get stage time, we'll find out. But I think for now, they should focus on using the early portion of the year to solidify this roster and make the six-man strategy work. Because it has. I mean, we saw EG pull off a six-man roster mm-hmm. just last year to, like, the expert degree. So if 100 Thieves can do that as well, plus they have better prospects as well than most teams yeah. in the league. So if they want to expand that roster even further, they can. I don't know. Yep. I, I like this someday tenacity situation up top. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world for the team, and they can make it work really well. Where, uh, what, what would you say their odds at the title are? They are still... like re- re- Relative to TL and EG, let's say. I'd say they're the second, second best team right now in the league. On paper, because we know what we're getting. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to like look at a team who just wins keeps every piece together and then be like, ah, they don't have a shot because they absolutely do. I mean, you know what you're getting. Like you said, like they are the reigning champs. There's no reason they can't do it again. Although I think TL on paper is stronger. Let the record show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's just hundred thieves fatigue for me. Um, (laughs) I think I'm just, I don't know. Like I I think they could honestly, I think they will be like our third team. If I had to, if I had to put some dough on it, Mm-hmm. I think I think uh, they'd be that third team, but uh, oof, it is going to be uh, it's going to be interesting because of teams like our next one we're talking about, Cloud Nine. Oh, uh, Cloud Nine! First of all, and I, I hate that it did this to me, but 
I, I, I got chills in like an unironic and good way when whoever, I, I guess it was, uh, I guess it was, uh, Portillo, um, the, uh, yeah, C9's social media guy, um, hats off to the caption he chose when they hired LS. Welcome to church, masses on, masses on weekends mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, masses on Sunday. Love that. <laughs> Hey, you cool. know what? That was Cloud cool. Nine. That was cool. <laughs> Cloud Nine is one of, is going to be one of the more fun question marks of the LCS uh, lock in and spring split, just because they're, they're going to be lot. the most fun to follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because not only are you looking to see one, how does Fudge adjust from top to mid? Because those are very different roles, very different responsibilities. We know that Fudge mechanically can hold his own against literally anyone in the league. Um, but it just comes down to how he works with the rest of his team and the rest of his team looks very different, right? You've got a very, uh, you know, different flavor uh, across the whole board compared to this past year in terms of, you know, they picked up Summit, they picked up Berserker, Winsome, they're bringing up Isles. Like, you have a lot of different pieces that need to fit together properly. Um, And you have a very popular coach coming in and you know we all know about his like ls's you know mentality towards the game and how he views competitive and what certain teams need to do let's see if he can apply his teachings to the stage and see if it can really work um i'm really excited to watch these guys these guys are going to be uh a real good story to follow whether it falls on one side or the other i don't believe i've been this excited for a cloud nine roster in like a very long time because even perks i mean not really because like every time cloud nine puts a team i'm with mike every time cloud nine puts a team together there are like tangible players in place where you know what you're gonna get whether it be like a superstar or a proven cloud nine player from the past whatever it is right this time like you said, there are question marks across the entire board, and it really is exciting to watch Cloud9 throw the chips on the table and say, you know what? We're going to experiment. Like We're not going to just like throw the wallet down and you know try to get the best option out there. We're going to actually try to build up a team full of unproven commodities. This is very exciting for like the most proven org in the LCS to do. This is like a brand new direction, and I'm I'm fully on board. I'm actually really really stoked for this roster, and I want to see the experiment play out. I really do. Like I want to see them succeed and make worlds potentially because they have the aspirations to do it. There's no reason why they shouldn't, especially with how you know deep they've gone into this experiment. If it fails miserably, then whatever. But like they they have the potential to play internationally this year. I think they have plenty of resources invested and. Yeah, like I said, I'm on board. Yep. Yeah, I would be. I, I think this is this is gonna be really really interesting because I mean, yeah, LS he speaks fluent Korean as well, right? So as far as communication, bringing over two young guys from you know from Korea, yeah, like you know Summit. I guess I guess Summit is 23. He's he's been a Karama block a little bit, but he was on that Live Sandbox team then, and Mike could probably say better than I. But like going into those four, like going into LCK playoffs, right? I think a lot of people thought either Nongshim or Live Sandbox were going to take that fourth spot as opposed to uh, HLE. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I was very surprised when they didn't. I mean, God bless Chobi um, and that Hanwell run. That was nuts. But <clears throat> uh, but then Berserker comes out of the Cloud9 Academy, or uh, rather, excuse me, uh, T1 Academy. T1, T1, rather. Yep. Um, 
they have obviously an incredible track record. And then Winsome is interesting. And I'm really excited to see this. This is my, my little, my little soapbox moment. I am really excited to see the mental gymnastics that people do when they want to say, Oh, you know, Winsome, because he's only played in Korea, right? He's, you know, like he, he's not NA talent. He was born in the U.S. When the same people will say, oh, you know, you know, Bjergsen, Santorin, right? These guys, Jensen, who even Core JJ is going to get there in a couple of years. Yeah. They have been like, okay, yeah, they were born in X place, right? But they, they didn't like Kobe was born in Italy. He's not Italian, right? <laughs> like yeah. seriously, right? But yep, it's, it's like yep, you, yep. you cherry pick the, oh, no, but that's where he was born, right? Like you're, with all due respect. You're, you're, if you're just talking about like where someone was born determines their skill in League of Legends, you are a hop, skip, and a jump from some very dangerous conversations. Yeah, my for friend. sure. Yeah, yeah. Right? No, it's about where yeah. they were developed. Can you develop young talent? And I think, actually, and I know this is in a, in a different order here, but I think this is a good segue. So I'm going to hijack this. I apologize. Let's talk TSM. Mm, okay. they find themselves in a similar situation. Man. And I think there are knocks to be had about, especially as players, there, there were players like... Guys like Five Fire and Value come to mind that have been NA amateur stalwarts. Very good, and I think deserving on on paper of an LCS spot. At least a spot so, somewhere. They're not even on a team. Yeah, exactly. Like, what is going on? Like, what are we talking about? Five Fire and Value? Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to so, get into that, but and, and they so, need a so, team. I absolutely think you can knock Cloud9 and TSM for not investing in NA talent, but they are investing in young talent, and if guys like Winsome... Berserker, and um, Kaido, uh, I, I'm going to butcher it. We're, we're, we'll figure it Kaido, out. Kaido. Kaido. Yeah, Kaido and Shenyi on TSM. Yeah. Kaido and Shenyi. These guys are fresh. Yeah. If they can develop into legit players in North America, that is a win for North American You're a North American player. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you were developed, you were born and bred in North America. That was your Petri dish. Mm-hmm. It wasn't where you came over from, right? So even if they go back there during the offseason, yeah, guess what? A bunch of North American players are going there during the offseason to boot camp. So in practice, you're doing the exact same thing. All right. Soapbox moment over. No, you're you're entirely correct. Like, (laughs) it's not about it's not about where you start, it's where you finish, man. You know? Like (laughs) really, I mean if you play like fucking for you know, ten minutes in China and then you spend five years in North America, it doesn't matter. You're North American. Let's stop beating around the bush here. Like, I don't know. I think people will. I don't people know. People will look at the flag next to the name on Leaguepedia and jump to conclusions yep. all the time. Like, dude, like Core JJ, in my opinion, is a North American player because although he hasn't spent as much time in the region, the amount of effort he has put into making our region better, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like your heart is here. Like, like I, as far as my, I'm concerned, my man, my man got married. And then got a green card here. Yeah, his life is here, dude. Dude, you are an like 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 that's what I'm saying. Is just you, if your heart is in this region, if you are willing to work your ass off here, like for example, Santorin, right? I think like he is bona fide NA. This guy gr- was grinding here in the challenger scene in North America. He has the he had the European flag next to his name and for a while, but. You're you're a North American player. You are a North American player, and you know what? Like you said, right? These guys are all coming out of the woodworks. We don't know a lot about them, 
if they can make their name here with TSM, you're a North American player. You are a North American player. And speaking of TSM, since we want to talk about them. Mm-hmm. Um, also, real quick for you jump away from it. Core JJ, after this year, he will have spent equal amounts of time playing in North America and Korea. He's played five years in Korea, four years in North America. There and is. If you, if you count just the top level, then it is actually four to three right now in favor of huh. North America. Mm-hmm. Well, there it is. Continue. Shout out Dig and Toss. Shout out Dig. But also... The team I'm when very I... stoked to talk about, by the way. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so, TSM, they're kind of like in the same situation as Cloud9, except... Okay, first off, can we just talk about how ironic it is that Tactical is coming back to TSM after being in their academy scene for so long? Hilarious. What are we awesome. talking about? Like, what's going on? I've you seen, had tactical dude. and treats in your academy scene. TSMA, and, man. Talent factory. Come on, bro. But, anywho. For, it's hard to look at TSM and say, like, are they top five? Yeah, right? They should, yeah, they should, should be. Yeah, I mean, Cloud9, 100 Thieves. Yeah. They're top five. Even with the proven elements. You know what I mean? Like, Spica, mm-hmm. Huni is still a great top side, and Tactical is the, no the, joke. The proven elements are top five. Yeah, like, yeah on those yeah, guys yeah. alone, they sh- unless, like, Kwaido and Shen Yi are just, like, silver players who, like... <laughs> like <laughs> if these guys are, like, pros in the slightest, yeah, they should be top five, because the sum of their parts is, like, a top five team. But, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. They should be. But go on. We'll see. Like TSM went really hard on. You know, they picked up Chowie as their head coach, Kwaido and Chen Yi. You know what? Uh, like Cloud Nine, they will be someone that's under my radar because of how they develop their players. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Cloud Nine has a really good track record in terms of flipping and turning young talent into proven LCS ta- like like stars. Mm-hmm. But you know mm-hmm. what, TSM. We can see their development as well. They're really good too, right? That's where they got tactical. That's where we got treats. Um, you know, so... Uh, yeah, I, I don't think... I'm going to make a big thing right here. I don't think TSM makes it to Worlds. No, I don't think so either. This is not a roster that really speaks volumes to me, but uh, they're still going to be under my uh, my my scope. To see how they, they un- unless suddenly Kaido and Shenyi end up being the next coming of like the goats, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I don't think that TSM is going to splash really hard. But I think that they're going to, they won't be as bad as people might think they are. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not going to put a lot of stock in the way that they open up like the lock-in, for example, because that's just them trying things out. That's them kind of exploring. Like this is their first time playing at the highest level for like Kaido and Shen Yi. So, you know, oh, yeah. hopefully they get enough experience, like meaningful experience to to really start to open their wings in uh, in North America. I'm putting zero stock in lock-in, by the way, like as a tangent. I think every yeah, time I've yeah, heard yeah. a player or coach talk about that tournament, they're like, yeah, we don't really care in the slightest. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. Like, it's, cool. it's a cool warm-up. It's cool for the fans. Like, yeah, let's see the rosters. Yeah. It's like it's literally like preseason football. Like, it's mm-hmm. that yeah. kind yeah. of yeah. level. Yeah. Or like spring training or whatever. Like, we get to see like the new players in their jersey for the first time, and it's cool to watch, and they get to mess around with the new like preseason patch or whatever. But other than that, it means <laughs> next to nothing for these guys. Yeah. Op- yeah. O- opening day, week one, day one, that's when we start to like – Really put the yeah. uh, put the pedal on the on the floor. So we'll see. Yeah. 
Yeah. Starts in exactly one month. We're recording this on December 14th. Starts January Insane. 14th. Crazy. A month. We're back. What's going on? Crazy. It's 2022. It is crazy how, like, the NFL offseason is, like, eight months long. The MLB is, like, <laughs> five months long. And we literally just had Worlds, like, a month ago. And we were talking about, yeah. like, <laughs> the next The season. next season. I don't know. Insane. Okay. Moving it along, though. Immortals. Um, and then we will get to uh, to Dignitas, because I do want to talk about Dignitas. They're going to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, on the, I'll put it this way. On the free agency show, there were very polarized reactions to this Immortals roster. Um, you know, uh, Space Ghost and Ender, who were on stage with me, they were big fans of it. And again, I understand why. Uh, Tim Seven Houston, shout out Tim, Se- Tim Seven Houston, uh, he was very critical not necessarily of like the roster construction, but it, it's this like, it's almost like the. I, I hate to keep bringing it back to basketball, and maybe it's a bad example because they actually ended up being good, but it's like the Chicago Bulls theorem. That the Bulls didn't go for a full on teardown, right? And then they, they didn't do the like trust the process completely min max, right? Like, you know, tank for draft picks, accumulate assets, right? Pick the right time and sign a free agent and then go all the way to the top like the Sixers did, and that's kind of worked. Like, Immortals, they feel like the Bulls because the Bulls were like, well, we have Levine. Let's just get a bunch of guys that were the second best players on their team. Let's get DeRozan. Let's get Caruso, right? Let's get um, Valanciunas, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Valanciunas? I don't think Valanciunas. I think, no, no. It's... Um, oh, gosh. Uh, all of speaking us. of which, I was, I, was, I was supposed to go to the... Uh, Vooch, Vooch. Oh, Vucevic. Okay, okay. All of us frantically um, Googling Bulls roster. Oh, that, that's literally what I just did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, I was supposed to go to the uh, the Pistons-Bulls game tonight, but that got postponed. But that got canceled because yeah. of the big vid. Um, but, yeah, they, they just kind of said, like, you know what? No, we're, like, like we've been t- we're tired of being, like, middling. Let's take a bunch of guys whose floors are so, so, so high and see where that gets us. Mm-hmm. Right? And and and, 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 and and the knock on it was, like, dude, like, you know, because because Tim takes more of a you know, it takes more of a rookie heavy approach and more of an approach of like, look, this roster isn't going to make worlds. Look, it might, but I don't think the three of us would sit here and say, okay, if we had to put money on it, they're not. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick them to make worlds. I wouldn't no. be sad if they made worlds. I think it'd be cool. But so so it's like so so what are you doing, right? If you're yeah. not going to make worlds, at least like you know, bring on right. You know, like God bless you know Poe and and, and Turtle, but like bring in five fire and value. <laughs> You said that they didn't want to, like, like that whole thing about they didn't want to middle, but this is middle for me. If I look at this roster right now, this is a middling team. I thought the Bulls would be mid this year. Yeah. They shattered all expectations. I didn't think they were going to be this good. I didn't think they were going to be this good. I think they were going to be like 7 8. But anyway. We'll see. I mean, like, we'll see if if Immortals can pull the Bulls because this roster to me, when I look at it, Revenge, Xerxe, POE, Wild Turtle, Destiny. That's I a middle of the like middle of the pack team. They're good, but not good enough to hit like to enter the upper echelon. If anything, they are the gatekeepers to the upper echelon. If you can beat Immortals, then you can maybe start to challenge some of the other teams. Granted, right? All the other teams that we've talked about before, like Cloud9 and TSM, they have question marks and even EG to a degree, right? There are question marks that need to be answered by that roster. But for me, the sum of their parts right now, like we've all seen what they can do. We all know what they bring to the table. We all know the play styles that they have. They just don't 
seem like their ceiling to me isn't really that high. To be the honest, ceiling is the floor. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like it's not it's not high at all to me because I know what we're getting with these guys: revenge, poe, wild turtle. Like they've been in the league for enough to the point where I can say I don't think these guys combined will lead to a world's birth. I think that there are other teams with a lot more potential. That if they hit that potential, they're they're in. And so I think that Immortals will be the gatekeeper for the top of the LCS. That's my prediction for them this 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 coming season. Do they crack the top five at all in your in your eyes? Do they have the chance yeah. to potentially um, surpass TSM or Cloud Nine early in the season? Yes. Oh yeah, I'm talking when the when yeah. the stand, when the standing table is clear and like the playoff bracket is set. Is there a chance that they finish above the unproven factors of Cloud Nine and TSM? A chance, absolutely. There's a chance, but I think if, that if the those potential... hit their ceiling, I don't think so. No, I think but... I think we're looking at Immortals right now, the same way we looked at CLG last year. Like five, hundred, five yes. veterans, high floor, you five, right. five proven guys who are all pretty good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and a bunch of really likable guys that I want to that I want to succeed. Yeah, right. I... Second second year top laner. Mm-hmm. I think right. I think this is the year where we're like, oh man, Immortals, they can really do it, and they finish tenth, and it's like, well, but I don't yeah, know. This I don't, is, this I don't is think the CLG <laughs> for twenty twenty two. I think that guy is way too good for his. No, no, I think that this... <sighs> it's weird because wow. we said the exact same thing about CLG. I know at the it's, beginning it's, of twenty twenty one, the writing's so much on the wall right now. But... Yeah, and. <sighs> Again, I'm not gonna make the same where it's like, yeah, no, these guys they can sneak into the playoffs and make a thing. Like I, I, I'm going to pull back my expectations because I've been burned before yeah. by a certain organization, and so you know, they, I got Bud Light aced <laughs> by, <laughs> by 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 a squad, and so. Yeah, no, I think that Immortals, I think they're not. <laughs> I think they are the gatekeepers to the top of the league. I don't think they're going to crack the five. I think that by the end of the season, we're going to see the expected teams, 100 Thieves, Cloud9, Team Liquid, EG, TSM. I'm not going to I'm not gonna muddle around with maybes. I'm going to put the foot down and say that they're not going to make it in top five. I think they're like six or even seven um, by the end of it because there's one team that we actually haven't talked about yet. I know you wanted to talk about Dig, but I actually want to talk about who I just mentioned, CLG. Mm. I think CLG had a great offseason. I, I I actually agree, and I'm glad that they did what I said, and I'm pretty proud of this one, uh, because along with my... Um, man, a- along with my Broken Blade to G2 prediction way the heck before that happened, that was, I think, still a crowning moment for your boy. Swish. Um, I, you know, and, and I think you and I, like, I, it's not that this is, like, a novel, like, take or anything, but I, I was pretty, like, man, like, CLG, they have they have nothing to lose and everything to gain, right? They hit rock bottom, right? Be the rookie team, be the team that like 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 make yourself so hard to hate, right? So easy mm. to like that mm. like like people just have no choice but to like look. Eventually, all that crap will like you know not fade out because people never forget. But that'll be just a part of your history and not this thing that like hangs over you because you went all in on rookies. This is. A wonderful, wonderful uh, roster. I, yep. I'm so glad they did this. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad yeah. they did, that that the new ownership, um, Josh McDonald or uh, McDonald McDaniel's. I'll oh, shoot. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Jonathan McDaniel's. Yeah. McDonathan. Jonathan. Jonathan McDonathan. The one and only. Shout out to episode 39. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we gotta have him on the yeah. show, dude. Just. <laughs> yeah, man. We gotta bring him on. Yeah. So I can just say that. <laughs> Introducing. <laughs> Jonathan McDonathan is like yeah. it's it's McDaniel's. Yeah. 
No, and, <laughs> no, and, and, and Greg Kim. I mean, they're look, they're they're uh, they have done a, a good thing here. Um, mm-hmm. well, like it, this, this is kind of what I wanted to see. I don't know. I don't know whether not to keep going on Immortals, but like I, I feel like I if it was if it was a different set of players, I think I'd be more like upset at Immortals. But these are such likable guys mm-hmm. on this team. So it's hard for me to like get upset and like wish poorly on them. Not that I ever uh-huh. would, but like <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but no, CLG. I, th- I think they they knocked it out of the park, and I think you've got like you know again contracts. Right? He came off a fantastic season where he reasserted himself, and I think you know this is. Do you think this is the last chance for contracts? Last chance. See, like, like I... if, if if this goes sideways, do you think mm-hmm. people will just give up on him? Last year was the last chance. This is the redemption arc. I think last year when he was a, I, when he was a sub and like only had limited uh, stage time. I don't think so. I think that that was his redemption arc. He's redeemed himself. Now he can prove to see if he can stay. Because he was a sub. I think back that's then. always been the issue for contracts, right? Because contracts, can get it, I don't the hard think parts keeping it. Exactly. Yeah. Like I think the expectations were so low for him that when he came in and blew it out of the water. Everyone's like, wow, okay, contracts like C9 contracts is back, but now you can prove that by, and that's the problem that we talked about earlier in the show was that these are five rookies. I don't know how well they'll succeed because they're all five, not rookies, but like they're, they're five. Been yeah, contracts been around. Jenkins has been playing, Powell Fox has been there, but like they're all kind of newer players and. Because like one player that I'm looking at now to 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 in the growth is Luger. I love. I was kid. really high on Luger, yeah. um, back when he was with the Hundred Thieves. I think he's one of the like another really good rising star. I am very interested to see how they handle their development throughout this year, because we've seen organizations try this before with five rookies or five young players or something. Shout out Golden Guardians. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And then they yeah. give up. And then they end up signing Pride Stalker, Blaze Olive, Lost Ole. Yeah. Yeah. Which we'll talk look, about yeah. later. Yeah. That, Can that, CLG. That really interesting. Yeah. Like, will CLG really dedicate themselves to developing these young players? Or will they try it for a year or maybe even a season and then go, okay, this isn't working. We got to sign some big names. They could. You know what I mean? They could. Yeah. They could, which or, would be or really they, disappointing. Take, like, like the Golden Guardians approach of which I liked, and again, maybe this isn't like this isn't what gets you to worlds. But I don't think again, I don't think that's the point. I think it's like okay, then you like develop them and like sell them off. Is don't sign a but don't blow it up and don't blow it all up inside a bunch of big names. Bring on solo slash licorice, right? Bring on one dude in an important position that's gonna because that, that's what everybody said was like you know solo, and then licorice has like kind of everything that solo had, but just plussed a little more. Consistency, like, holy, yeah. yeah, just consistency. He's like, you know, like we're not sitting there like, wait, crap, we get to a juncture where we just don't have enough experience in the bank to make this decision. Liquor says, no, you go there, you go there, you go there. Trust me and go, and you just trust that. Liquorish leveled that team up, and he's still on Golden Garden. So I think, you know, I, I think the worst case scenario for CLG would be that. But I don't want to sit here like you're saying, Tyler, in 2023, mm-hmm. and see five different faces on this roster. That would would be super disappointing because like the thing is, is that they went not just with the roster they went in with young talent, but like even like their GM, like Jonathan worked as a scout for multiple organizations. He knows how to develop talent. And and so 
if anything, this is like maybe the first of like, like I'm hoping that this opens up a new world for CLG because God knows they've needed it. Like they've been so bad the last two years. It's been straight bottom two. three finishes. Two or bottom two finishes. Yeah, like like no, no, no. CLG. I meant years. Wait, what? I'm they're, they've been bad for like five years. It feels like when was the last time they were really like like a top three team. Uh, was it like twenty? 20- last, last time they were legit was like 2015, 16. Yeah, twenty fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, Last time they were, I, I like I'm turn in terms of like bottom three. I think it's been the last two years where they're literally yeah. nine and ten. It's it's hard to be that bad for that long, right? Because in twenty nineteen they finished third. Okay. Right and and and, and, well, no, and they, so they, they didn't make worlds though, yeah. They didn't make worlds, but they were at least in the playoff picture, right? And 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 they were a top three team in the 2019 summer. By the end of it, right with Ruin, Wiggly, Poe, Sticks, A, Biofrost. But this past two, these past two years, 2020 and 21, 2021, have been the worst years in this organization's history. Yeah, maybe I'm like just being dramatic because the last two years have felt like eons, just because of how bad it's yeah. been. Like usually, mm-hmm. when a team in sports is like just ruthlessly bad, one season mm-hmm. can feel like. In, in eternity, you know, and yeah. if you are a CLG fan, first off, my condolences to you. <laughs> Hats like, off if you're sticking with them. Yeah, but hey, and condolences. You know what? It's the other side of the rainbow is there eventually. Just ask Edward mm-hmm. Gaming fans. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. granted, I understand EGs come a bit close in their history, yeah. but like, still, you're gonna get there eventually, boys. And if this year is the start of something <laughs> new, then all my respect. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. you know. I've been saying CLG was like, it felt like they were the last, I think I mentioned this before, like the last relic of old, the old LCS. Mm -hmm. And I think they've kind of shed that with all the changes that they've made. Mm -hmm. So congrats to them. I think that Mm -hmm. they've had a great off season. Now let's see if you can stick to your guns. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's my big thing. My favorite off season has been CLGs because they did like exactly what I wanted them to. And right behind that was EG, because yeah. they promoted JoJo Pyun, and I think that takes some some Peter Dunn sized cojones to do that. Yeah, um, shout out Peter Dunn. Yeah, like you are gonna like we're rather gonna look at this kid as Zion Williamson, right? Or like you know, like again, just and I guess the jury's still or out ben on Zion. Simmons. Yeah. That example, rather gonna look at him as LeBron or Greg Oden, yeah. because yeah. the hype is yeah, 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 unbelievable, right? <laughs> right? Or yeah. I don't know. Or or maybe he just becomes like, you know, yeah. who's who's a very who's a very like bang average like top three pick in the last few years. Um. Oh God. You like just put me really on the spot. Average. Top three pick. Um. <laughs> Shoot. I can think of one. Marvin. Well, okay, not top three, but I I don't know. Like top five Marvin pick. Bagley. No, I, honestly, I don't Mar- think Marvin Bagley. I mean, the Kings, RJ Barrett. He's just he's I RJ Barrett. There you go. That's my guy. Like New York Zone. Been, New York Zone. He's been a, a good for a Nick. <laughs> <laughs> as sad hey, as that is, but like, and that makes sense because in... MSG Sports, bro. Oh my gosh. But he's not like yeah, yeah. He's not yeah, mind blowing. He's not but you know, John Moran. I hope Joe Jopian becomes a star. But yeah. now we get to talk about. Mike, do the honors for Dig. You know what I'm saying? Love, yeah, go for it. I think Tots is such a funny team. I love they literally like <laughs> they they picked like like I think the Tots front office had a big board. I'm, I'm envisioning it now. Like 
<laughs> like a huge, like, I don't know, like Doctor Strangelove-esque board of like a million League of Legends players. And like some guy walked in in a black suit and was like, sir, we need two random players. Put them now. And the guy is like typing furiously. And all of a sudden he gets river and blue. And he's like, gentlemen, these are the players. Oh my God. Like you literally could not pick two more random players out of a hat than river. Dude, it's I so odd. Sh- <laughs> yeah, it's odd. It's so insanely weird. Like I, yeah. I like it. Like I don't hate it. Like, okay, cool. PSG Talon is a good ass team. And you know, river is a cool player. And I guess blue is good too but like mm. he's not like anything to write home about but sure i guess he's another experiment whatever mm-hmm. i just can't see what could have went like did they uh, did they do any tryouts like what was the the thought, thought, thought process on bringing these guys in because it's tr- like, like i trust they did their due diligence but yeah it does they not probably like did it. it's just but like it, yeah. you're just picking two guys who are like well these guys are free agents and i guess they're pretty good so <laughs> Yeah. They they are yeah. they are youngish, right? I mean, both like, those guys. I I so. hate I hate I hate the kind of mentality that I see on like social media. I shouldn't be looking at it that much, but like people are like, "Why are you signing Blue when Niski was available or Jensen was available?" It's like, can don't you, you know, know that these players? Cost? Yeah. First off, yeah, they're expensive, but two, the players can probably say no too if they're yeah. free agents. They like, literally don't have to. I mean, yeah, they don't have to sign with you. So but if you're a guy like Jensen. Maybe I'm like being like too jaded, but at this point, beggars can't be choosers. You know what I mean? Like, okay, get yourself a team. <laughs> That's the problem. Is I feel like Jensen, because because there's only two reasons. So when you're looking at free agency, I assume that there are only a few reasons to want to sign with the team. It's either the money's good or the situation's good. Yeah. Right. And there's a hidden third reason, and it's you have no choice. The fact that Jensen, um, this is assuming, right? Like. If if you are if the situation isn't good and the money isn't good, the fact that you would choose not to play mm-hmm. and and roll the dice for possibly coming back during the summer even, rather than playing for Dignitas, I'm not going to rag on you if that's the case, right? That might not be the case for Jensen. Okay, this is a disclaimer. I'm just like this is a right. speculation mm-hmm. for some free agents because we're just using his name as an example. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is just an example for Jensen, but I'm just saying like. I don't like when people say, "Oh, why'd you sign this person?" It's like maybe they were an option, and they just had to. They had to pick somebody else. But River and Blue, I don't know. It's, do you do you do you think that the discussion would have been different if? And I I, I think it would have been. But do you think the discussion would have been different if, like, because we we've you know we've lambasted LCS orgs for, again, taking you know deciding to take a proven commodity as opposed to again assuming that Jensen wanted to, et cetera, you know, or the the proverbial Jensen. Mm-hmm. Assuming they wanted to and the money was good and all that, we have slammed LCS orgs before for taking proven commodities as opposed to saying, you know what, it's kind of run its course, right? Um, and taking an unproven commodity like blue, you know? And, and again, look, like, I I think you, this is very complicated, but I think this feels almost like what TSM and Cloud9 did, but like a light version of that. Mm-hmm. Because to be, to be fair to Dignitas, yeah, these guys are quote unquote unproven or whatever, but like, you were rolling, you know, fewer dice for lack of a any metamor any metaphor could have been better than that. Like Shenyi and Kaiduo, like you don't know anything about them. Shenyi got two LPL games for FPX. Kaido was on Thunder Talk Junior, and that's it. Yeah. And you are gonna take the TSM mid laner job? Like again, I trust they did their due diligence, but like a lot of question marks. Yeah. So many question marks. Yep. Yep. 
I don't know. Yeah. I think the average League of Legends fan knows more. There's people are so very quick to like make up their minds before they've seen anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we've kind of touched on this prior in the show, but like a guy like Blue, for example, who played with SK for a full year, you can look at that and go, "Oh, well, SK was dead last. Of course, he's gonna suck." But like, maybe not. Who knows? You know, an environment can change everything for a player. I, I'm not ready to write Blue off just yet. I think he does have a lot of. I hate using the word potential, but like he is, he's a potential filled player. I think him and River are, they make for easily the most interesting off the walls, wacky combination of players in the league. Like it is, it is completely random. And they picked up Biofrost. So out of left field and him too, you know, I mean, I think um, we can compare him to Bjergsen ever so slightly. And the fact that like, here's a guy who took a year off and is he still going to be able to play as well as he did? Um, but the problem is, is that he wasn't really like Biofrost has kind of been, in my opinion, at least he has kind of a downward trajectory throughout his career since he left TSM. Mm-hmm. Whereas Bjergsen, when he also, left, he, he left a very bad taste in people's mouths. Yes. Whereas I, th- Bjergsen, I think he's better than his public perception, but I think you're right. Like Bjergsen, on the other hand, he was the best mid laner in the, in the league when he left. Yeah. Or, like, arguably still. Yeah. Like, people were all like, I can't believe he left because he's still one of the best. Whereas Bio leaving was like, all right, later, I guess. Yeah, Bjergsen, you've been here a while. Bjergsen's the Jerry Seinfeld yeah. of League of Legends. Just going out on top, baby. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. And now he's back playing for another team. I think it's going to be very easy for Bjergsen to reassimilate into the fold than it will be Biofrost. I mean, Bjerg is, like, mm. big name, the biggest name, period. Uh, in a rip roaring position with the ability to just light shit up I mean, from, from the jump. I mean, I mean, it also helps that you're playing with Core JJ and oh, Hansama yeah. and Santorin and Whippo compared to mm-hmm. Biofrost playing with Blue and River and Fake God and Neo. No offense, like no, no disrespect meant, but like that's a no, very a different, different level of quality. Also, we're leaving yeah. Ole completely out of this conversation. <laughs> Ole is with Golden. The Guardian. guys who like took a year off and are coming back. Oh yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Well, we'll we'll talk about him when we yeah, talk to that talk could about be a solid. Segue, I guess, then. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's talk let's about Golden Guardians. We got what? Golden Guardians and FlyQuest. Uh, we'll, we'll round off with those two. You were saying, Mike, that uh, you can't pencil in uh, GG and, and FlyQuest uh, down at the bottom. I don't think you can pencil in GG at the bottom. I think they'll be like seventh, maybe sixth. Mm-hmm. FlyQuest, I think you could kind of pencil at the bottom with all, with all due respect. But... Yeah, let's let's talk about. Golden I agree this, for the FlyQuest point. I think yeah, Golden Guardians is a weird one because I feel like just depending on who's like literal honestly, this because this, this happened to me literally just now. Depending on what name my eyes hit first when I look at this roster, when I look at this group of five name stack on top of each other on Lolpedia, depending on who I see first, I think differently of this roster. <laughs> <laughs> like in terms of what though? Because like a Blaze Olive. He was a dark horse for Rookie of the Year last mm-hmm. year. He is very good. Um, they have a really good setup there. Inero is a very good coach, um, and he has brought the best out of a lot of these guys. Um, you know, I, the, the only real question mark for me is, you know, Alain, whether he's, like, you know, back to, you know, if, if he can hit his ceiling, um, because he has a ton of experience. And, again, for this Golden Guardian squad, that's not nothing. Um, and you want that to, to pair up with Lost, but this, it's, I don't know. This team is uninspiring, but also I don't really know what I kind of 
expect it. Like, like if not this, I'm having a tough time piecing together. Well, what should they have done? Um, that's, but that's just me. I'm a, I'm just gonna predict here. Golden Guardians is a bottom three team. I yeah, that is bold, my brother. Golden Guardians is a, t- a bottom three, like an eighth. I think they're an eighth. They're like a solid eighth. If I look at it right now, they are a solid eighth. I don't think that their their roster really pushes much. Maybe seventh if CLG doesn't work out that well. Cause yeah, yeah, I, 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 I kind of see them eighth, like eighth or seventh if CLG doesn't work out because. I don't think that this team brings enough to the table. You don't have enough firepower on this roster, to be honest, no. in order to compete with any of the other players on this, in the like any other of the other teams at least. Because you got Immortals, who at least has Wild Turtle and Poe, who who are known and like like, and Xerxes is nothing to scoff at either. He's actually a pretty good jungler. Is legit. Like, like that's a pretty good team. CLG, you know, we have Contracts, who's shown up to be a really good jungler. You have Luger, who's a really good up-and-coming ADC. Uh, I don't think that Golden Guardians has enough in the tank in terms of just straight firepower to compete with some of these rosters. Um, yeah, no. And the fact, I'm really, really questioning the Pride Stalker pickup, to be honest, because he's proved, like he's played. Mm-hmm. He has played in multiple leagues. He's played at the, at the LEC level and not really at the best level. Uh, he's bounced around. Like I don't know about that pickup either. Um yeah, I, I see Golden Guardians as a, as an eighth or even or seventh based on how CLG performs, but that that's my prediction of where they're going to be hovering. Golden Guardians needs to win something. Like I know it sounds like a broad stroke statement, but <laughs> we spoke we spoke earlier. Wait, what do you mean? Uh, no, Wait, what do you mean? We spoke earlier about like players like having preferences of where they want to go, and it's like, well, if a you know a bottom three team starts calling, you're more inclined to turn them down because of the situation as a whole. They're not a very attractive landing spot for free agents because they've proven that, well, in the four years they've been in the league, they've really done next to nothing. So it's understandable why free agents have them low on the list in terms of priority. I think if they start to win and they prove that they can take this core of players, you know, a young guy like a Blaze Olive, a young guy like Lost, and maybe even Pride Stalker in the mix as well, depending on how he plays. If these younger players can start to, like, put up some numbers and win a couple of games, if not playoff games, God forbid, maybe free agents in the future will God forbid. <laughs> maybe free agents in the future will look at them and go, Oh hey, Golden Guardians have shown that they are actually, you know, worth their salt. Maybe I'll sign with them. Maybe a guy like Jensen or the proverbial Jensen can look at a team like this <laughs> and go, you know what? Sure, know. Golden Guardians. Not this year, obviously, Man. but like in the future, they they need to plus, start plus their their branding. Yeah, their branding, their history. It's like they've been in the league for four seasons. Guys, gotta start. They're just really boring. You gotta they're start really boring eventually. <laughs> yeah, they're just really boring across almost every single like metric. Yeah. It's kind of what's GG's ceiling? Seventh, higher. I really, think, I think fifth. I, I was fifth. Gonna, I, I, I was going to say fifth because I mean okay. I think you're. Right, I, I think you would need one of C9 and TSM to underperform. Mm-hmm. Right, and look, this team like I'm saying, absolute ceiling for this team. Right, I'm saying you know, lost plays this year how he ended last year because not for nothing, he played his playoffs very very well. TSM went down that five game set to C9, but he played his behind off. Mm-hmm. Would love to see him get you know another shot. Licorice is solid as they come. If Ali can get back to where he was, um, Blaze Olive again makes his case for you know whatever sophomore of the year. Um, 
and Pride Stalker is a serviceable jungler. I think you know again, one of C one of TSM and C nine. Let's say TSM right underperforms. Um, Immortals, CLGs, and then yeah, you've got your top four is Honey Thieves, TL, Cloud Nine, EG in some order. GG rising up to fifth is not insane. I think it's unlikely. Yeah. But I don't think it's insane. It's it's the lowest possible outcome in terms of percentage, but like you said, there is a chance, and that's their absolute ceiling, like you mentioned. Because I think if they're going to win, it's going to be through Licorice and Blaze Olive. That that solo lane duo, they had a lot of faith in them. They re-signed them for mm-hmm. a reason. I mean, it, they're it's a better top mid than a lot of other top mids in the league. They're they're better than Jenkins and Palafox. They're better than Kumo and Takui. They're better than Fake God and Blue, probably. I, th- I yeah, like. If they're going to win, it's through those two guys. And they could be better than Summit and Fudge. Fudge could be a disaster in the mid lane for all we know. I doubt it, but like... Oh, a roll, a cap, roll. cap, cap, like cap, cap, cap. No, cap, a roll cap, swap cap, is risky. <laughs> a roll swap is risky. You a roll you know? swap is risky, but I I think especially nowadays, you, I think I think that players have gotten a lot more flexible. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, and Fudge is so te- like mechanically talented. I, I can't see... Yeah, no. I can't see Fudge getting, you know. I absolutely can. That's the outplayed thing, by a Blaze. Could, I, how many times really? did Cloud9 like fall short last year? Like because of just like random. Not losses through Fudge though. To random teams. But, if, but but I feel like it was never Fudge's fault. And no, it was never a Fudge thing. In the beginning of the year, he was not that good. Yes, yeah, because yeah, he was of the year. just coming in. This is the beginning his, of the year. I know. But his, his improvement his as, a, as a general player has been astronomical. We have never seen, in my opinion, we have never seen a player go from being a laughingstock because he got dumped on in the in the lock-ins to being the best top laner in the region. And But he's not like, playing top lane. Is, is moving to the mid lane not a soft reset for the guy? It's got to be. Like, I don't know. Who's, he, who, who's he going up against? Uh, Abadaga. Abadaga, Bjergsen, POE. Yeah. Those are the only names that strike fear. No, right you're serious. Like, I- I'm with you. If the mid lane was not so weak... Mid lane, honestly, weakest position in the LCS across the board. Mm-hmm. Across the t- across mm-hmm. the 10 teams, it mm-hmm. strikes nothing. Like, right. if Fudge plays yeah. well, he can take guys like Palafox, Blue, Jojo mm-hmm. Pune, Kwaido, you know, mm-hmm. Blaze Olive and Takui to task. Because Fudge is that kind of guy. Like, you said it, he's versatile. But, show me, because he never played mid lane profession before. It could be a, a wreck. I don't know. I... Th- I'm putting my hope in the Fudge Factor. I think he's fine. I think he's a, a you know a, I think he's a flexible fine. enough player to prove he can pick it up. If not, you know. Yeah. And when he's absolutely dumpstering Showmaker at MSI, then whatever. <laughs> and I guess he'll have his rematch with Yahoo too. He's going back to mid. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, that's gonna be hype. That's gonna be fun. That's gonna be hype. I realize now they they both roll swap. Those two guys wearing the Golden Guardians. Spider-Man suit, pointing at each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Last back one. back to in Golden the, Guardians in, though. In the lock-in. Fudge, in last year's lock-in, Fudge played against, in the non-best of ones, he played three games against Hooney, five games against Sunday, five games against Alfari. Mm-hmm. Come on, come on, come your, on. Your numbers are going to look a little Yes. Bit. And it was a bit of a tune-up. I'll yes. give it to him. Yeah. Um, yes. All right, anything else on, uh, on GG, and then we'll uh, hit, hit FlyQuest because they exist? <laughs> I think I'm good. I think I'm good. I think, I think I'm... I don't. I don't. Honestly, this team, these last two teams, evoke not much from me. Mm. So I'm down to talk to Fly about FlyQuest, even though you know. I got my eyes on. I think I have more. I think I have more talking points about FlyQuest. All right. All right. Get 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 into it. I I was just gonna kind of give some generic setup, but if you've got actually something you want to say, go for it. (laughs) Uh, I think that 
Afromu moving over to FlyQuest is a huge deal because although he is one of the oldest players in the league, I think that his veteran leadership for a team with a few young talent like Johnson and Takui and no Kumo, I think that that's going to be really, really good. That's why I think maybe they're even better. Like they, they will be probably, I feel like they could be better than Golden Guardians and maybe even CLG. Like, off of that alone, I know I'm I'm happy to see that Jose is not leaving the the region yet. I think that that's a that's a win. I think that he, you know, he had a rough first debut in the league, but I think that now, uh, after you know getting his feet wet in the region, maybe he starts to flourish a little bit more. Um, the top side is kind of mm, eh, for me. Uh, they will be a bottom four team, I think. Still, but and Afrimu and Johnson, they are reuniting that uh, that dignitas yes, line. the dignitas bot line. So they know how to play with each other. I think that that's together. the that's where you win through. Is pro like, I granted, and I'll be honest here. I don't know too much about Takuya. I need to look into him a little bit more. So, uh, yeah. you know, I'll watch more of his vods and see how he's played. Maybe my tone will shift. I'd say that you just went through the bottom lane here for FlyQuest. Um. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, no. It's been to been to EU matches a couple times. Uh, you know, a couple of LFL finals. Okay. Right? Okay. Um, you know, twenty years old. Young, real young. young. Can I just say okay. I'm very happy that Jose Diodo was back and he didn't leave, me like too. the rumors are going to say. Like, I think me man. too. I I would have been so sad. It would have been, been so yeah, brutal because so like he is such a fun guy. Like I do like seeing him. Succeed. He's good. He is good for the LCS. He really is. He is good and he's good for the, for the LOA too. Like that's, let's not forget where he's you know from and how big of a how big of a deal it is for a you know for the latin american region to have their guy on this big of a stage we, we yeah. did this especially after a couple of rough international showings lla i in my biased opinion has anchored itself into the worst region in the world mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now yeah mm-hmm. this is they, they, no it's not even like a question i think they are the worst like msi and worlds last year were disasters mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, yeah. I digress. But Jose Diodo is the shining bright, bright spot from that region, and he is playing on the biggest stage possible for this guy. He's in the LCS for a second straight season, and I think if this is the year where we start to see the real Jose Diodo, um, yeah, because like FlyQuest as a team needs a face. They really don't have one, and I think he's the type of yeah. guy to. Sir Afromu, maybe, but I, he's just he just got there, though. You know what I mean? I mean, a guy who's like a franchise yeah. anchor, yeah. yeah I think right. Jose Diodo has the potential to be that, especially if he plays well in his yeah. sophomore year. Plus, I love FlyQuest and their branding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other guys over there, shout out to you guys, shout out to Trisha. Good stuff. I'm really happy about what you guys are doing over there <laughs> with the whole uh, save the I don't know what what's the what's the are we sa- what are they what are we saving there? this month guys yeah who who are we saving you guys are yeah. you guys are super well, we're, we're always we're, showcasing greatness oh yeah yes absolutely yes. exactly um, so shout out to FlyQuest yeah. uh, shout out to <laughs> showcasing greatness <laughs> after how we're going to talk about your team in the finish last in the LCS <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry about I that. said they weren't though I said they weren't so, though I said that they were because like okay like I I, I would be. Like I'm not gonna lie to you and no, say that yeah. you're gonna be like a top three team, but like, hey, you know what? I'm not mad about the acquisitions that you got. You're gonna be in the bottom five, but I'm not gonna say that you're gonna be last or second last. You might be at like six, maybe oh, yeah. even. I mean, if you by run the, the simulation, the averages will come out like yeah, FlyQuest <laughs> will finish somewhere near the bottom. But 
like we said for Golden Guardians, you know, if everything goes mm-hmm. right, their ceiling is fifth. For FlyQuest, the ceiling is somewhere in the top six. Top six. Top six. I would say, like, FlyQuest is a top, and then the end of last. Imagine. No. <laughs> like, okay. the classic CLG curse, bro. If CLG My God. wins the LCS, I will... What? I will run a marathon in a CLG jersey. Wow. Yeah. A full marathon. I will run a full marathon in a CounterLogic gaming jersey. If they win the if LCS? If they win the LCS. If spring the, or, if spring or summer does not matter. If they win the split, wow. if they raise the trophy, not finish first, they got to win the trophy. If that happens, yeah. I will run yeah. a, a I'll marathon. Even do, I will buy every Very single happy. piece of merch they have if they win a trophy this mm-hmm. year. Lock it in. God, that's going to be a lot of money. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd buy something. He's coming covered in wristbands. What's up, guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, top 10. Um, I'll, I'll go first. Um, so, 1 through 10, I think the teams that are going to Worlds in this order are TL, 100 Thieves, C9. And then 4, 5, EG, TSM. 6 through 10 in this order. Immortals, CLG, Golden Guardians, Dig, FlyQuest. Okay. Uh, I can go next. So, the, my world's teams, by the end of this year, are going to be TL, 100 Thieves, EG. Work. And then we got C9, TSM, and then the bottom five goes as Immortals, CLG, FlyQuest, Golden Guardians, Dignitas. Hmm. Okay. And Golden Guardians and Dignitas are interchangeable. My list is far more similar to, uh, to Hank's than it is to yours, Tyler, especially in the bottom five. We haven't actually, we have an identical bottom five, Hank. Wow. Um, there it is. But my teams in this order going to Worlds will be 100 Thieves, Team Liquid, Evil Geniuses. Um, 100 Thieves winning it all, huh? 100 Thieves will be the number one seed at Worlds this year. All right. Um, all right. Yeah. I think that they, they, they've proven that the chemistry is there. Why not run it back? Even even though TL has what it takes to win on paper, I think in crunch time, my gut says 100 Thieves, so I'll go with my gut. Man. I don't know, bro. In crunch time, when you got Bjergs and Hans and Core, I guess. But like, ooh, I don't know. Proven, proven results over. I'm just uh, yo, Abu Dhabi is gonna be shaking in his boots once uh, he sees the time, man. Oh yeah, dude, across eight, across the room. Imagine game five zillion. Woof. <laughs> Let me see that. Let me see it right now. Anyway, four and five, Cloud Nine, TSM, and then Immortals, CLG, Golden Guardians, Dig, FlyQuest, turn it out. Word. There it is. Yeah, I, I hope. EG makes worlds. Mm-hmm. I just think I don't know. There's something. I, I think. I, I think Jojo Pin's going to take like that a little bit longer to develop. Um, you know, I, I, th- I think he'll get there. I hope he gets there. I just think it might not be this year. Um, like just something there just won't be just slightly just enough. Um, but I do think yeah, kind of EG C nine are, are maybe not interchangeable, but C nine always find a way. That's this other annoying thing about them. True. Um, but they um, always find a way. They always find a way. Um, all right, so that'll conclude the LCS portion of things. Uh, we're going to do, we, we thought about initially just doing, oh, we'll talk LCS and LEC in, in the same episode, but um, because we don't want to release uh, more than one hour of content at a time, uh, we will record our, our LEC portion um, right now, but we'll release it uh, a little bit later. So um, hello from the past, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, from the LCS, that's what we got. It's going to be a heck of an offseason, I think. 
LAC is going to pr- produce its own interesting set of questions, and it was yep. a, a tremendous offseason in both uh, regions. I mean, yeah, we, we, there's there are so many things that... There's so, so much to talk about. Yeah, even crossover that we haven't even touched yet. So uh, without further ado, we are going to uh, sign off for now. Um, the next time you hear us, we'll be uh, talking to LAC. For Tyler, for Mike, I have been Henrique Damore. Thank you all for being here, and we'll catch you next week.